What's up, guys? Welcome to Film Code. We got a very special episode right now for you. We have an interview. Um, I'm sure you all have heard of, if you're on Twitter, the Twitter page Discussing Film, one of the biggest Twitter pages uh, that talks movies and entertainment. We are very happy to be joined by one of the writers for the Twitter page Discussing Film, and that's Yasmin. She prefers to go by Yaz, so that's what we will call her. Thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing? I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, we're just really looking forward to talking movies with you and hearing about your time with Discussing Film. My name's Nathan Pig. I'm joined by one of our other fantastic co-hosts, Nick. Nick, what's up? How's it going? Glad to be here. Good, good. Well, just want to take a moment to talk about Film Code real quick. You're listening to the Film Code podcast. This is a special interview Film Code as a whole is a podcast that talks about movies and entertainment. Nick and myself are two of our four fantastic co-hosts, and we do a ton of episodes. Guarantee we'll be your new favorite podcast. You just got to give us a listen, and I know you'll love it. So let's stop with all the preliminary stuff, and let's just get right into the interview. Yes, please tell us about yourself. Tell us about your time with Discussing Film, and I'm going to shut up and let you take it away. Okay, um, so I am 20, just turned 20. I am a film student uh, in England. I go to Arts University of Bournemouth, which is also where Edgar Wright went, if anyone knows him. I'm sure people do. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've been making like, you know, small film projects since I was quite young, maybe like 14-ish, um, but I've always loved films my whole life. Me and my younger brother, we really grew up just loving films because my parents did as well. So that's just always been my main passion really. So it just made sense for me to go to film school. But um, in the, must have been the March of 2017, the spring before I went to film school, um, discuss, I followed discussing film. I actually, I, <laughs> I can't recall when I followed or why or how I found them. I'm not quite sure, but um, they were around, they had about 15k at the time I want to say so quite small still um and this is not even two years ago yet maybe like a year and a half ago um and they put out a little form uh saying that they wanted new writers and I'm not sure if you guys know Jacob you probably do who's the editor-in-chief of Discussing Film uh, and he reached out to me within about 10 minutes and asked me to join the team and I was like oh my god like I didn't expect it really um but I loved their page and I just always thought they were so reliable and straight to the point just really good for finding out all the news um so as soon as I joined I just started writing some articles so yeah that was about 
year and a half ago and um when we were at 15k and now we're on like 120k it's just been a bit crazy it's been the best experience of my life i feel really really lucky i think one of the one of my favorite things about discussing film is how reliable mm -hmm. you guys are um you know and we live in the era of fake mm -hmm. news and especially for us film fans and entertainment fans we want to hear these casting decisions these release dates but I've never seen something from discussing film that wasn't mm -hmm. true so I think that speaks very highly of, of the staff working over there you guys are also really quick oh yeah too. you you say things way before I feel like any of the major major news outlets hit them <laughs> so um I don't know how that works can can you explain like um the process of you guys getting information and then tweeting it out or writing about it how do you get information so quickly? yeah so the credit for that mainly goes to I would say our three like head editors who are Jacob Andrew and Aaron who work extremely hard like when I say the devil works hard but Andrew and Jacob work harder I really I really mean that like <laughs> I don't know how they do it but say for example um during DC fandom which was back in August um we have a little group chat with all our writers all our team in it we were all sat watching the stream. <laughs> we were all just trying to see like who could get the best screenshot, like the most HD screenshot, send it straight to Jacob who would have it straight on the Twitter. Like we're quite dedicated to stuff like that. Um, and in terms of scoops and everything, um, I just say like our team has a really good relationship with lots of the studios like Warner and everything else. Um, and we have some contacts there. So we're quite lucky that we do get to um, put out some exclusives quite often, which I know we've had a bit of drama about lately with Deadline not crediting us and everything, but um, yeah, they, they work very, very hard and we just, um, sometimes you'll just get a message from Jacob being like, oh, can you call us rep and try and confirm the scoop? Um, and that's usually how that process kind of goes, but we are very on top of things. We want our audience to see everything as fast as they can and accurately we don't want to report on it and then it be false kind of thing you know what I mean definitely absolutely so Nick do you yeah I was gonna say so what so far has been your your favorite experience with working with discussing film um I was lucky enough in February we have another um right on our team Ben who's the DC TV show on YouTube I'm sure people know him as well um and me and him got to go to the premiere of Birds of Prey in London, the world premiere, and that was, that was just like unreal. It, oh, it was one of the best nights of my life. It's just like hard to fully comprehend that that happened. Sometimes I look back at pictures. I was lucky to meet Margot and everyone else, and I, uh, oh, Kathy Yang, everyone. Wow. I just stood with them and got to talk to Kathy a bit. Got to talk to. Christina about writing a little bit it was it was really really amazing and I felt really lucky and privileged in that moment but just being able to write and have an audience who reads my stuff is pretty insane as well like if you told me a couple of years ago it would have been like whoa but I've got to interview some really amazing people too like um in what month was it maybe July I interviewed Dave Franco which was a huge thing to me because I grew up loving Dave Franco um, and another thing was Hunger Games director Francis Lawrence. I got to chat to him too. And sometimes it's hard, like, just as someone who loves film to kind of imagine that these are real people. <laughs> it sounds weird, but you see and hear of these people and you're like, like, I love them so much, but you don't think of them as like 
your everyday people and sometimes all these calls they just want to chat and they want to know how you're doing or like what you're up to and that's just so crazy to me so I love getting to do things like that awesome when you um well let me say this like when there's big releases coming out I'm sure you're overwhelmed with things to write about Mm -hmm. as far as the new releases coming out but since things have been kind of stopped for the majority of 2020 do you have pretty much creative freedom to write whatever you feel like writing about or is there normally um from the top down kind of kind of encouraging you to write certain stories it kind of goes both ways so since i first joined like i remember writing the first night i joined discussing film i wrote this article because it was coming up to was it endgame no it must have been infinity war release time was it yeah and um no, it must have been Endgame release time. So I did this like um, Infinity Stone recap. Like no one asked me to do it. I just did it. And they're like, wow, like this is good. Like we like this, keep doing it. So I just wrote about things I liked, like Rocket Man. I was really excited about was coming out at the time. Um, a bunch of other things, but then it, it happens with reviews that it comes from the top down kind of thing. So Birds of Prey was offered to me when they found out I was going to the premiere, similar with um, Dave Franco's film, The Rental. Uh, American Pickle, a couple of things like come down to you, especially reviews, because those have to be kind of organized so that it's not overlapping and two people don't have it, um, that kind of thing. But you could just uh, either write something, put it in the drafts if they like it, they'll post it. Or you go to one of the head editors and go, so I'm planning right now on doing an article about Glow, which was canceled recently, because that was one of my favorite shows and I am gutted about that. So I went to Andrew and I said, look, I think we should write something about this because it's really tragic that this has been canceled. And he was like, go for it. So in many ways we do have creative control, but at the same time we do have um, kind of routines that we go through for interviews and reviews and stuff like that. Our other host who's not here right now loves Glow. So he'll be, he'll be <laughs> excited when he, when he listens back to this and hear you say that. Um, you have, I completely had a, a perfect question in my mind and I forgot about it. So if you have one, Nick, go ahead. Yeah. Um, just switching it up to, to like film school. What is it like being in the UK doing film school? Yeah. So I'm in my second year now. Um, so like I said, I go to Bournemouth. So you apply to film school, like the same way you apply to any other uni. My uni is an arts uni, so it's very small. Uh, very specialized so we have everything we need at our uni we have actors we have makeup we have costume we have performance design we have dance we have vfx we have animation we have everything it is if you live in the uk or um want to go to the uk it is really the best film school in the uk um as soon as i started there we started making small films not that they were great they never are your first couple of films um but we're doing a big film shoot next week on a studio. It's two weeks long with these professional actors who have been on the West End um, and our director, all of our teachers still work in the industry. So um, I really love Umbrella Academy and my favorite character is Klaus. And my producing teacher just dropped on me the other day. She was like, oh, I've just cast Robert Sheehan in this film. And I was like, really? She was like, yeah, maybe you should come work on the film. I was like, yes please <laughs> it's crazy having teachers who still work on all these things and um she was also telling us about this film she cast John Boyega and that he then had to leave because he got Star Wars like all these stories it's, it's just crazy I love film school 
everyone's so passionate about what they want to do and you have really great producers and really great cinematographers and writers and it's just so special getting to collaborate with people who feel so passionately about the same thing uh, that you feel passionately about and we have very free reign to write our own scripts to direct our own projects um yeah it, it's just great I really really enjoy it are you and you don't have to be too humble when you answer this are you a little bit of a celebrity at school because of uh your status with discussing film I think I don't know not that many people know about it. I have my close friends back home and uh especially my brother freaks out about a lot um <laughs> getting to hear about things but um sometimes it'll just come up in conversation and people will be like you've talked to that person like recently I was at a friend's place who introduced me to these new people who love Twilight and I talked about um how I just called Peter from Twilight who plays Carlisle um and they were freaking out about it and sometimes you forget that that's just like not a normal kind of thing um so I don't know people ask me questions about it quite a bit people ask me how I've got into it if they can get into it what it's like kind of stuff like that but I don't know I, I hope that some people would read my stuff but I don't try to I don't know push it too much <laughs> well I remembered my question uh that I didn't remember a few minutes ago so mm-hmm. for myself and Nick and the rest of our hosts um we watch a movie that we plan on reviewing for the show and mm-hmm. we try to pay at least from my standpoint right because I don't live through their eyes um I at least try to pay attention as much as I possibly can limit any mental distractions so mm-hmm. I can talk about the film as much as I possibly can. We are a, you know, loose, have fun, but still want to talk about the, the movie podcast. Whereas you are on the other end of the, the movie watching spectrum, you know, you work for a very serious, um, you know, company and, and page. Uh, what do you do when you're watching a movie? Do you take notes? Do you just have a great memory? Do you watch things two, three times? What is a movie you are going to write a review about? What does your process mm-hmm. look like? Often I do take notes. Um, that's quite a common thing, I feel. Um, but it is hard sometimes. So when I reviewed Birds of Prey, you can't really just sit in the BFI in London just scribbling down notes. Um, so that came a lot from memory, but I think it also depends on the film. And if it does make an impression on you in terms of like, can you remember, then you know it's a good film or maybe a very bad film, I don't know. But if it's a mediocre film, you're not gonna quite remember all of that stuff. Um, so it comes down to a lot of things, but oftentimes if I get a screen or something, I'll, I like just like share that with either my brother or my mom. I think that films are a very, um, I don't know how do you describe it? Like it's something that you should do with people. It's fun to do with people. So sometimes like I know when I watched The Rental, I watched it with my mom. So then afterwards we had a discussion. I was like, oh, this is really good because this is giving me ideas of what to write. And it's important uh, to think about what other people will think about it too. And to think about it in context of the world we live in and all, all sorts of things. But yeah, I'd, I'd say definitely notes. And then I like to try and remember as much of it as I can. I like to remember key moments if they stand out, what I think about it after I've watched the film, maybe reflect on it for a few hours, that kind of thing. I always, I always wonder about that, whether I'm listening to other podcasts or YouTubers and they are like, I was writing my notes down and I'm thinking, 
you were in a theater what i don't i don't get that so i'm glad you you clarified for me there yeah it definitely depends on if you get to go to a premiere if you get screeners but oftentimes it is screeners so you do that get that um comfort of watching it in your own home and then you don't have to feel so weird about taking notes but when you're in a theater it definitely is mental notes that's great what um writing producing and and directing film what kind of area of movies would you like to make whether that be like horror romance drama anything um that's a tough one i like i'm quite a big pop culture nerd um i i grew up very much with disney that's something like the first thing i grew up with and then as i got older i just fell in love with like marvel star wars I'm like very into pop culture so I'd love to get involved with stuff like that but at the same time it's quite daunting because of all the I don't know expectations that come with that kind of filmmaking um I would personally would love to make a musical at some point I'm not a very musical person but I love musicals um so I'd love to do that I I love sci-fi I can't say I'm the biggest fan of horror scares me quite a bit so I'd probably leave out that one um but and comedy is something I'd like to do, but it is something that's very difficult to master. It feels like there's no in between with comedy. It's either good or it's really, really rubbish. So I don't know. I, I, I'd kind of like to dabble all over the place, really. But I do have a passion project that I'm working on that is a rom-com. So, yeah. That's awesome. Um, we'll sit on the topic. What movies, you said you grew up with Disney. What movies shaped you wanting to go down the screenwriting, filmmaking avenue? Um, what movies really, not necessarily are, are nostalgic and sentimental per se, because we all have those, but mm-hmm. what movies did you see and that really lit a spark inside of you? Like, that's what I want to do. Um, so a lot of those actually came when I was older, like more like okay, I'm going to do this now. But like, I'd say my love, like you said, came from Disney. Like I loved Aladdin growing up so much. Obviously I'm, I'm part Arab. So that's something I, I lived in Canada when I was younger and didn't really know much about my Arab heritage. And I think that's where I kind of sourced a lot of that from. Um, and that's when I kind of realized how important films were to me. Um, not to be generic, but one of those is definitely La La Land. I literally love that movie so much. <laughs> it's, I'm literally going to get a tattoo of it soon. It, it means so much to me and it never fails to make me so emotional. <laughs> I cry every single time. I just think it's such a masterful film. I love that film. Like I, I literally do not have a bad word about that film. Um, some others would probably be I don't know quite a obscure one but I really loved Imitation Game when I was a little bit younger uh in my filmmaking I'm not quite sure why I don't know something about that story I just think it was told so elegantly um and it kind of is a story no one really knew before and you think about it and you're like well that's so crazy you kind of changed so many lives and no one really thinks about it like our whole existence could be so different if this one story didn't happen. Um, and I don't know. I, I just think that that's what's so special about filmmaking, really. And that's where I was like, okay, I want to do this and I want to be able to tell my stories and I want to be able to tell other people's stories. Um, so I'd say those two films are really where I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this now. Nick and I absolutely love 
La La Land. That's yeah. one of our all-time favorites. Um, one of our other hosts despises La La Land. No. We are so glad. We are so glad he's not here to sour the mood. Um, so we are so glad that you love La La Land too, because that is true cinema. Um, yeah. So it really, really. It is. So what are your favorite, I guess, I'm a big believer in favorite and best being two different things, but nonetheless, from from a screenwriting perspective, let me change it up a little bit. From a screenwriting perspective and a filmmaking perspective, what are some of the best movies that have come out either in 2019 or 2020 uh, in your mind? So funnily enough, I, Midsummer came out last year, wasn't it? 2019. Yes. Yeah. I have I have never watched Midsummer. However, when the script was leaked, I read the whole script. <laughs> and I think reading the script, I don't need to watch the movie. It scared me enough just reading it. And if you read the script, it's so masterfully written. And I'm like, oh my, I, I just thought it was insane. I was like, how do you come up with this kind of stuff? And it, it, it was just so good. Like you could visualize all the stuff in your mind. So I'm not sure if the film comes across that way. Um, but yeah, I love that one. I I know it's an adaptation, so it's not that um, different to the versions that came before in the book, but I love Little Women as well. I think that's a really, really fantastic film and it's so well-written and so well-performed. Oh, I love that film. Um, and then, I don't know, maybe controversial, but I also think Birds of Prey is really well-written. I think it's such an experimental and out of the ordinary film and I enjoy it every single time I watch it. I remember walking out the cinema and I was like, wow. Because like, obviously I love Marvel and I don't mind DC, but I think that that's a whole different league for DC. I really do. I don't think it's like anything they've done before. I think that's really original. Um, and I'm really excited to see what Christina Hodgson does now because she's meant to be doing Pirates of the Caribbean with um, Margot as well. So I'm excited to see how that turns out. Um, it's kind of hard though, isn't it? Because not that many films came out this year. I mean, I saw Tenet. I enjoyed Tenet as well. Um, I, I wonder what the script would look like for that, quite frankly, because there is some dialogue, but a lot of it would be kind of um, almost stage directions in a way. So you just wonder, I'd love to see that script and see how that's written. We, yeah, we watch. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say that's always something that that's interesting is is like the script versus like what comes on movies. I love watching like YouTube videos that have like the script and like yeah. the movie like side by side and like how they like cut some things out, added some things. It's so interesting. I love they do that sometimes at the Oscars, don't they? For the little like clips when they're doing like best screenwriting and stuff, like best original screenplay, they have clips playing mm-hmm. on top of the actual screenplay. I just love stuff like that. It's so interesting. Yeah, we watched we watched The Artist yesterday, and oh, yeah. um, we were like, "What does a script look like for this? Is yeah, yeah. Like, are do they have actual dialogue in the script that they are saying, or are they not saying? I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that'll be something we'll have to we'll have to look up and research. Um, yeah, but that's the I thing with like a lot of films. Like I've heard that about. I, I personally also really enjoyed Borat too uh, recently. And I know that a lot of like the Kazakhstani language and that was just improvised. And it's weird because you can tell exactly what they're saying without it even being a real language. So I, it's just so clever when you see, I, I think he's a genius anyway, but it's just seeing a performance like that when there is no script as well. It's like, how do they do that? <laughs> yeah, definitely. So looking, looking forward instead of looking back now, 
um, what are some of your most anticipated films for 2021, 2022, since a lot of the films from this year and in the, the next year have been moved? Um, so like I said, I'm quite a big Marvel fan. Um, excited for Black Widow, but like can take it or leave it kind of thing. More excited in terms of Eternals and what they do with that, because I think that's going to be a big turning point. Um, so I'm excited to see what, what's to come with that. Um, obviously Dune will be very interesting. I read the book when I was a bit younger. I'm trying to think of everything that's been delayed at this point because we have like three quarters of a year worth of films that are just <laughs> gone pretty much. Um, yeah. yeah, it's kind of hard to think about how much has just changed in terms of um, scheduling and how many films have been pushed back, not one, but like two years, it's insane. But I'm definitely looking forward to more Disney Plus content as well. Like WandaVision looks quite exciting. Um, and I'm very excited for Falcon and Winter Soldier. So those are a few things I'm very excited about. Who are some of your favorite actors, actresses working right now? I love Florence Pugh. I think she is amazing. I first saw her in um, Fighting With My Family, which I went into not knowing anything about. Um, I, I just remember seeing a clip on like the Graham Norton show or something of The Rock being in it. And I was like, mm, whatever. <laughs> I thought I'd go see it. There's nothing else on to see. And I remember, I, I think that film is fantastic. And anyone who hasn't seen that film needs to go see that film. I'm not sure if it's not as relatable if you're not English, I don't know, but I think it's so good. And she just plays this character in that film. And, it, and then you see her in like, I don't know, Little Women or um, Black Widow or um, Midsummer, and you're like, how does she do all these different things? It's so crazy. Um, so she is definitely up there. I'm trying to think about other people as well. Hmm. I mean, I really, I really enjoyed um, seeing Mina Masood and Aladdin, but unfortunately he hasn't got many other gigs following that. So I'm hoping to see him and some other things soon. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, John David Washington is doing a great job. I watch everything he's in. <laughs> I absolutely love him, Black Panther and Tenet, I think. And he has, um, I think it's called Malcolm and Marie is coming out next year as well. Uh, I, I will watch anything he does. I think he's brilliant. I think he's a really, really cool guy. Um, in terms of directors, I'm trying to have a think. I'm well, just I, excited. Oh, sorry, go. I got a question pretty similar to what you're going to answer right now with the directors. Mm -hmm. If you could interview any director, screenwriter, non-actor, um, who would you want to interview and why? Probably Baz Luhrmann. I, interesting. I, yeah, it is interesting. I love Gatsby. I don't know why. I just fell in love with that film. And then when I was younger as well, fell in love with Moulin Rouge. They have a very similar vibe, but at the same, very different. Um, and also The Get Down, which I think is so underrated. Not many people have seen that. It's on Netflix. Um, if you haven't seen that, go watch that as well. Um, and he directed that too. And I feel like he has this style that is so distinct, but at the same time, every single project of his is different. Um, I'd just love to know what his process is like, because his characters are so refined. 
but at the same time they I, I just don't know I want to know how involved he is in the writing process how he brings the writing into his directing I think it'd just be really interesting to have a chat with him um, but like I was saying earlier about Francis Lawrence I was really lucky when I had a chat with him to just talk to him about all his different films because obviously I grew up loving The Hunger Games but there's also um, I Am Legend and Constantine I got a chance to talk to him about films like that and that was just <laughs> it's so everything's so different and it, directing is such a specific thing because everyone has a different process um, but I definitely love to talk to some more um, female directors for sure like I like I said I got to talk to Kathy Yang at the Birds of Prey premiere a little bit but I'd love to talk to her properly and I don't know just know her process a bit more yeah those are a couple so kind of a, a similar question but um, you could take a, a different turn to it if you were to write uh, a script who would you want to direct um, it's hard because I feel like with everything I'm writing, I feel so passionate about directing it myself. So it's kind of hard to like come to terms with someone <laughs> directing a project that you write because writing is such a, I almost want to say like an intimate experience because you spend so much time with yourself in your head crafting this kind of story. Um, it's a very special experience and it, sometimes it, it feels hard to just give that away because you have this vision of what you want in your mind, but saying that, um, as I said earlier about musicals and everything, obviously Damien Chazelle is the master of musicals. Mm. <laughs> like um, I got a chance to talk to the composer on The Eddie, his Netflix series recently, um, who just said that he knows everything about music. He is the master of like musical cinema, basically. Um, so if it was to be a musical, definitely him. Um, because like I said, like I'd love to make a musical, but I don't feel so musically inclined. <laughs> but I think definitely with some of the things I'm writing at the moment, I would feel like they're too personal to give them away. I'd much prefer to direct them myself. Yeah, I was gonna say, Nathan and I have done some like director marathons this semester mm -hmm. and, and David Fincher is one of our favorites and he doesn't write anything that he directs. So it's kind of mm -hmm. interesting hearing from like a writer standpoint about like, how you love your script and and like handing it off to to somebody to direct but Damien mm -hmm. Chazelle I don't know if this is like an actual project or if it's just kind of like rumors but he's supposed to make a movie called Babylon that's coming mm -hmm. out like either next year or this year but I haven't heard anything I haven't seen anything um I just know it's on Letterboxd so I don't know if that's like a real thing or not so yeah it, it is a real thing there's not much information we have tried scraping the barrel as much as we can with that we know it is happening I want to say shoots will begin around springtime is what we've heard but obviously with COVID everything's changing every day but um, that is definitely something that is in the works for sure. Good that that's that sounds exciting. I was gonna say we, we have the perfect person to ask right here about updates on it so thank you so much for yeah. giving us that. No oh my goodness. Um, so kind of go ahead. We've had like multiple conversations about that movie. We have. We can't wait. Um, kind of going back to writing. What's been the best thing and the worst thing about being a writer, um, specifically with about film during this pandemic? Um, I feel like the pandemic. Every writer I've talked to, as well, interviewed, 
have said that they feel also kind of in a way blessed by this pandemic as a silver lining because they've been most of the ones I've spoken to have been in pre-production which gives them so much time to sit down and actually think about these stories um, I know I've also heard things about uh, Stranger Things for example apparently the script over lockdown has gotten infinitely better <laughs> than when they were meant to shoot all the way back at the beginning of this year thank god um, yeah <laughs> I, I think um, in many ways it's given people a chance to like really really improve on their scripts and think in their own head about like where the story should be going and everything um and then in terms of like a writer's perspective it has given me a lot of time to think more about I don't know stories I want to tell and giving me more time to think about what kind of every writer has like a distinct style of writing um, I think it's given me more time to reflect on it and kind of plan out some stories and obviously I still have one more year of uni to go but after that you kind of have to be thinking about all the real industry stuff that's about to come and how you go about that so I think as a writer I know plenty of writers at uni as well who've taken advantage of this time we've had just sitting in our houses to write some new stories and come up with some new ideas. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting, you know, 2019 is definitely one of the most stacked years when it comes to to movies like, you know, we talked about Midsommar, Little Women, 1917, mm-hmm. um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like it was just such a great year for film. And mm-hmm. this year was just the complete opposite, obviously, because of yeah. you know the pandemic and everything. But I'll be interested to see like how good movies are over the next one to three years because screenwriters and directors and producers have had all this time to critique the films more times than than they would usually have. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, living in the UK, it's it's different. And you mentioned that you live in, in Canada. What what mm-hmm. do you think the film scene is like in, in the UK versus the US? I think it's very different. I, I don't, like at film school, so because I grew up Canadian, but I, I am half English. I kind of see both sides of it. The, like I understand both industries um, and the kind of films they make. Like the UK is known for making quite a lot of indie films. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously there are ones that come out of the US, but the US and Canada are kind of known for, or not so much Canada. I think Canada is more upcoming in that kind of way. Um, but I just feel like they're very different kinds of films that come out of the two different countries. Um, and that's actually why I'm planning after I graduate film school to move to Vancouver, hopefully. Um, I've heard most of the directors I've talked to have talked about how they're filming in Vancouver or Toronto. Like, I feel like that's quite an upcoming film scene. But I feel like a lot of people associate America with like big blockbusters and maybe right. the UK with smaller films. And, and the UK is like, I would say American films are, and Canadian films are more um for like a large wide scale audience whereas I feel like English humor can be quite difficult if you're not English um and some stuff or some things are like so specific to the UK that maybe a bigger audience won't kind of understand that so I think that's like the main difference to be honest is the kind of content that comes out of the different countries awesome well that kind of goes a little bit hand in hand with my next question obviously cinema and Hollywood in general um, worldwide is a male dominant industry so Mm -hmm. what's it like 
you know, not being male, trying to break into such a, a male dominant industry? I think it can be very, very daunting at times. But we do definitely have uh, female scriptwriters, uh, directors, producers, cinematographers. Like, we're all ready. We are so ready to break into this industry. I have this conversation with like these amazing women on my course all the time, but we are so ready to break into this industry and tell stories maybe in a different way and from a different angle that men wouldn't normally see um, our lives. Uh, and it is quite a shame and it is something I feel quite passionately about, you know, like there's always the conversation about the gender pay gap in the industry. And just women don't get the same kind of opportunities that men do in the industry. And, and it's such a shame, but I think it is slowly changing. Like a lot of things, there is so, so much way to go and it is quite daunting thinking about once I graduate, it's like, well, am I gonna be treated differently or will people not want my stories just because I'm a woman? It's something you think about a lot, but at the same time, you kind of have to have that determination and go, well, one way or another, I'm going to find, it's, it's the only way to feel confident in yourself. You have to kind of believe that you can do it and you have these stories that you need to tell and do. So it, it can be daunting, but at the same time, you see other women doing it and it's really, really inspiring. Like the director, I actually forgot to mention before when you said, um, who would you like to direct something for you? Greta Gerwig. Like, I know it is quite a conventional answer, but she is amazing. She's only made two films and she's amazing. She's so good. And I, I look at her films and I'm like, wow. Like, I find her so inspirational, so inspirational. And you see these women doing it and you're like, I wanna be that person who's, who other women are looking at and going, wow, if they can do it, I can do it too, kind of thing. Yeah, and I mean, you mentioned Eternals earlier, you know, Chloe mm -hmm. Zhao directing that, um, you know, directing Nomadland, which is getting yeah. a lot of the buzz for, for winning Best Picture, so that, that's exciting. Mm -hmm. Yes, we're, we're big fans of Greta Gerwig here on this show. Yeah. She is magnificent. Um, so what advice would you give for someone looking to start their career in, in screenwriting or filmmaking? Maybe they're interested but not fully committed or maybe they are not 100% sure that um, what advice would you give to those people who are interested in pursuing what you're pursuing? So I know a lot of people who feel that way um, whether like they're not sure if they want to fully commit to it or not is usually out of fear. I know so many people who are so passionate about film and end up going into things like economics or some like don't get me wrong everything's important but people who feel so passionately about it and they go to me they're like oh I just want to do what you're doing it's like well why aren't you doing what I'm doing like it kind of takes a certain kind of bravery to go you know what this is what I want to do so I don't care I'm gonna do it because I, I know very well that this is not going to be something that's easy I'm not going to graduate and go into a graduate job and just sit in my office from nine to five every day but at the same time that's not what I want with my life that is the last thing I want with my life so you kind of have to think about it in that perspective like um do you love it and you're scared to do it and if you do then why are you scared to do it and is it worth um not taking that risk uh, but I would say a lot of the time I found that I wanted to do it because I'd look at films and I'd go, oh my God, I want to make people feel the way this film is making me feel. 
Um, so that was definitely one thing. So watch a lot of films, see how they make you feel. Uh, another thing is if you want to write, write. If you want to write in a journalistic way, try and find an outlet who will let you write creatively and freely. Uh, I'm very lucky that I have that. And I feel like that has helped me a lot and I feel more confident for it as well. I feel like I can write and people will read my things. And I don't know, uh, I mean, I would just say keep practicing it. It's very conventional, but get a camera, mess around with a camera, take some shots, you know, edit some stuff together. Because that's another thing. If you do want to break into the industry, you kind of have to figure out what you want to specialize in. There's not many people who can do everything. Some things like cinematography and editing are very, very specific. Um, and I have a lot of friends at uni who do just editing or do just um, I like or just gaffers or just sparks and love doing lighting. <laughs> it was very the film industry is so much bigger than people think it is. I know my boyfriend always says to me he he thinks of film in like such a small way, and then you sit and you watch all these names at the end of a film, and you're like, wow, like it took that many people to make it. And then I'm like, well, you say there's no jobs in film and it's hard to find jobs in film. It's like, look at all these people for each film. It's pretty crazy. So I would say if you do want to get into it, don't be scared to take the risk. It is scary, but the payoff is definitely worth it if you love what you do. Absolutely. I think that's a great answer. Um, well, listen, thank you so much for joining us. This was definitely a, a fantastic interview and it's always great to hear from someone who has such a great platform and works for such a big organization. And yeah, absolutely. So for our listeners who are interested in keeping up with you and following you over on Twitter or keeping up with you in other ways, what's the best way to do that? Uh, my Twitter is bye bye Bucky. Um, I haven't changed it since I was 14, as you can tell. Um, but yeah, I also have my Instagram. It's just Yasmin underscore Prendil. That's the two main places you can find me. But I mean, I love talking to people. I've got a few um, DMs from people who've been thinking about going to my union, thinking about going to film school, and they're not sure whether they can go. So if anyone feels that way, I'd be very happy to talk to people about that kind of thing. So uh, reach out to me if you need anything from me, because I'd love to give back. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, thank you so much again for joining us. It's just such an honor to, to be here on the show and to get interviews from people all over the world with different views and different perspectives and just kind of celebrate the industry as a whole. So thank you yeah, so much. Thank you for doing this. I really have fun. Absolutely. Awesome. So from Nick, from myself, Nathan, this has been Film Code. One last time, Film Code is a podcast talking all things movies and entertainment. This is a specific interview. We have plenty of other interviews. We have plenty of big episodes, side episodes, talking about pretty much anything you want to hear about. We've covered it. Guarantee you'll be your new favorite podcast. Yes, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for having me. This has been the show. Thanks so much.